0: This episode is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality so you can be sure. With upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive. CarMax. The way car buying should be. Start shopping now at CarMax.com.
1: Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks, the short daily episode from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with big name interviews. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now, today is September the 28th, and we start by remembering a TV host who became synonymous with the biggest bands on the planet, Ed Sullivan. His TV show helped propel the career of many bands into the public consciousness. In particular, one show which became a milestone in American popular culture when, on February 9th, 1964, The Beatles appeared on his programme, drawing an estimated 73 million viewers. Ed passed away in 1974, aged 72. And looking at events on this day in the history of rock, well, in 1976, a and Records sued George Harrison for $10 million over non-delivery of a new album after he missed the deadline by two months. All seems a bit harsh when you consider during the recording process he contracted hepatitis and was embroiled in a copyright lawsuit which he lost over his song, My Sweet Lord, he settled out of court. Also on this day, in 1985, Kate Bush scored her second UK number one album with Hounds of Love, which of course features the song that everybody now knows thanks to Stranger Things, Running Up That Hill. And for our main show, we're sticking with the theme of number one albums, but crossing the pond to the US for the best-selling album on this day in 1974. Yes, number one on the Billboard album chart on this day in 1974 was the self-titled debut album from Bad Company. The band would go on to enjoy incredible success, especially in North America, and racked up sales of more than 40 million worldwide. The band formed out of the remnants of the brilliant band Free, who had major hits with All Right Now, Wishing Well and A Little Bit of Love. Now, I spoke with Simon Kirk last year, who, along with Paul Rogers, left free to form Bad Company. And here's an excerpt from the chat talking about how Bad Company formed. After the band, you had your little trip to Brazil and you were there for a few months, and then you came back and and helped to form what became another incredible group. I mean... A literal super group because we're talking about people from Mother Hoopole and King Crimson, like you said. And so, so give us a quick brief rundown on how yourself and Paul Rogers managed to, to, to help form this group then.
0: Yeah, well, we, um, as you say, I was in Brazil and uh, I I was away for about three or four months, about four months. And I got back in the uh, summer of 73. And I called Paul up and said, Hey, man, how are you doing? He said, Oh, I'm great. And he sounded really. You know, ah, life is good. And he said, I've been, I have this band, Peace. Uh, and we've just been on the road with Mott the Hoople, opening for Mott the Hoople. And uh, I knew Mott because they were on Island Records. And so I'd met Mick, you know, crossed paths with him several times. And I really liked him. He said, this guy, he's a great player. He's funny. He's got some great songs. And um, I want to form a group with him. I said, okay. He said, Would well, you want to play drums? I said, I'd love to. You know, me and Paul have always gotten on well. Uh, so we got together in, in Paul's little cottage outside uh, Guildford in Surrey. And I met Mick properly for the first time. And he was so nice. He was funny. And and he played uh, Paul Rogers' song, Can't Get Enough, on, on a little reel-to-reel, you know, uh, reel-to-reel uh, tape recorder. And he said, oh, you know, Ian Hunter doesn't like it. He won't play this. And Paul... When Paul Rogers heard it, he said, you know, this is a fucking hit. <laughs> you didn't really think so? You know, it's a little little drum machine. He said, it's a hit. And I believe it was the first song we ever played in the studio. Uh, it was one of the first songs we did in rehearsal. And and we played for six months without a bass player. We were okay. auditioning bass player. And we heard about Boz, Boz Burrell, right at the end of... He was the last guy on the list because, quite honestly, we didn't like... Uh, We weren't crazy about King Grimsley, It wasn't our our sort of music. And Boz turned out to be the best of them all. And um, I believe it was the first song we ever recorded, Can't Get Enough, and took off. You
1: know. the wonderful Simon Kirk there another fantastic interview he delves deep into the origin of Free's big hit All Right Now, the sadness at how Free ended, his lasting friendship with Paul Rogers, he talks of his friendship with Led Zeppelin's John Bonham and there's also a crazy story about a shark in a bathtub and so much more as well, it's a lot of fun, check it out on episode 31 of Vintage Rock Pod But that's it for September 28th. I'll be back tomorrow with another big story from this day in the history of rock. So until then, take care.
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.